Hello and welcome to the Swine Disease Reporting System. My name is Edison Magalhães here at Iowa State University. Hello, my name is Giovanni Trevisan here at Iowa State University. Hello, Daniel Linhares, also at Iowa State. And today we're going to cover the findings from the SDRS from previous month, the month of May 2022. So this is the report number 52. Uh, before we start, today we have the presence, the, the pleasure here to, of having Dr. Guilherme Cesar uh, joining us today. Dr. Guilherme Cesar, he's the new member of the SDRS team. Uh, he's currently a graduate student here at Iowa State University doing his master's degree in veterinary preventive medicine in the field of EPI group. So welcome to the team, to the team Guilherme. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Can you provide us a little bit of your background and what motivated you to participate in the SDRS? Hello, Edson. Thank you for having me today in the podcast. Uh, I, am, I got my DVM in Brazil, and I started to work here in the U.S. with swine research in Nebraska in the first time in 2015. And I started with transgenic pigs that I did some research here and came back to Brazil and got my DVM in 2018. And since, since then, I start to work in the field in Brazil, mainly in the central part of Brazil with outbreak, outbreak investigation, diagnosis, and vaccine development in autogenous vaccine company. And what motivates me to work in the SDRS is two things. One of them is data management. I always want to improve this skill mm -hmm. in myself and others the disease surveillance that I always work with that in Brazil in my field experience and here I could have this experience in the US as well. And not only being the person like behind the the desk who just run the data to see uh, all the data that we have from the field but also have this connection with uh, the industry, the swine industry. Mm -hmm. So here I can have both of them with the SDRS, mainly because the advisory group that they give feedback about what is going on in the field. And I can like validate the data that we have here in the program with the back, with the feedback that they gave us. Very good. Thanks, uh, Guilherme. It's a pleasure to, to have you joining us on board on the SDRS project. So, Giovanni, before we start the, uh, this discussion with, with Dr. Guilherme Cesar, can you give us uh, an overview of uh, what were the major findings from the previous month in terms of uh, PCR detection for the pathogens, including the SDRS and also disease diagnosis? Sure thing. So when you think about the, the SDRS project and you go for the detection by PCR, our first agent that we do monitor is PERS virus. And the detection of these agents has been following the trends of detection that is expected for this year. Uh, we say that we need to acknowledge that some regions are still having activity of other per, uh, some personalized strains that are above expected for those uh, places. As example, Missouri is going through uh, some activity of the lineage 1C variant strain, mm -hmm. Oklahoma 184 strain, and Nebraska also with one, uh, 184 lineage 18 strain, and South Dakota this lineage on C variant. So even though we are within expected, there are some regional activities of PERS virus that has been uh, making some extra work for those veterinary producers of those regions. Fortunately, we still see that decreasing detection for this time of year that's occurring for PERS virus is a good sign. On the other hand, when we talk about detection for uh, PED, 
it has been above expected since January of 2022. And that started in, in some regional activity going on. And then that spreads for a couple of states going spread east to west coast mm-hmm. there. And so it was a, a broad problem in swine industry. And fortunately, when we look for May in the last few weeks, the detection of PEDs started going down. And we hope that continues like that and that summer's most, uh, summer months also help to reduce that activity of this agent going forward. So that may be a good sign that we are seeing when we look for diagnostic data of PED. And uh, the, the other thing that we have been looking at it's when we look for influenza A detection that there was some activity going on in, in growing finishing sites more in May, March and April. Growing finish site detection for influenza did decrease now in May but on the other way around the detection of in adult sow farms really going went up so that maybe some more activity going there and could influence the detection in the upcoming months or uh, that the these wind finishing sites, the wind market sites that had more detection influence, play a role and spread the agent for the south farms and we are starting to see. So it's free, really nice to be able now to, to monitor influenza A and see what's the, the trends there. On the uh, page that's only from Iowa State University, this pilot project about reporting disease diagnosis, and that's based on submission of tissue case here, we have seen uh, uh, the activity of all the monitor agents there is within the expected for this time of the year and the detection of in the uh, monitoring algorithms did not pick up any relevant signals for increased detection of one of those. So those are the high level over uh, highlights from the SDRS for May. And thank you for the opportunity to present those over here. And Giovanni, another reminder, we talked about that in previous editions on the importance of growth finish, right? You, 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 just, you just said it. It's a high activity going on in winter finish, and then that uh, leads to or associated with an increase, subsequent increase in south farms. And that's not only for PERS. We started talking uh, about that feature for PERS, and now influenza is the same thing, PD is the same thing, so the importance of the grow finishing the ecology of swine uh, infectious diseases in general in this country, right? Yeah, that's correct, Daniel. As we look for this data and we start to understand those trends and look for the uh, wind marked age category impact in swine industry, we can see that they play a major role in terms of the macroepidemiologic aspects. Could be by being the reservoir of these infections that occur in breeding herds and send piglets downstream but they also favoring the regional spread of these agents and mm-hmm. increasing the pressure of infection. And as you say, that occurs for PERS virus, is, we see for uh, the enteric agents, we see for influenza. So as more we, we do explore this data, more importance we need to give for the finishing sites in terms of uh, epidemiological uh, of these endemic agents that we have in the U.S., Grow finish is not Las Vegas. What happens in grow finish does not always stay in grow finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was a good update. And uh, so looking forward and coming back to, to Guilherme, Guilherme is, is uh, joining the team here and helping to transition the SDRS to, to, to new developments, right? And so can you talk more about that, uh, Guilherme? What are the, what's in the pipeline here going forward? Yeah, sure, Daniel. 
since March of 2022, we had influenza in, in the swine disease reporting system, and also we had PCV2 in the month after March, so April, and analyze the data that we had like from influenza, we confirmed that, that we have high activity of winter market leading to cell farm cases. Uh, we, we have this pattern in the PCR detection for our influenza A, mm -hmm. and we have this data since 2009, and since this year as well, like oral fluid samples were the most used sample mm -hmm. specimen for, for influenza. And nowadays, it represents 50% of the submissions from the five EDLs that we are enrolled here in the program. And also, it's not a surprise that for tissue samples, lung tissue was the most submitted one as well, mm -hmm. since the, the microscopic lesions, most of them are in the lung, so mm -hmm. people submitted, and veterinarians submitted more lung tissues for that. But what was curious about the influenza data, when we overlay the data of influenza and PERS as well, we could see the similar seasonal pattern mm -hmm. of influenza and PERS as well. And most of the activity of influenza was the spikes were in the fall and the spring. And what was a great found that we have in this data was the influenza detection for PCRs were starting first, and after that we have the increase of PERS. Mm. So maybe we have some relationship between these two diseases, mm -hmm. and this is something that we have to study more and analyze more, but it's, it's probably related with the porcine respiratory disease complex, so we have more than one disease happening in one farm, so we could have this partnering mm -hmm. and the similarities between these diseases. And for PCV2 that we had since April of 2022 here, we could break down the analysis in for specimens and age category as we do with more the, with most of the disease that we have in the SDRS, and was and which was like really good for us to analyze, for example, the importance of processing fluids that since 2018 just start to increase the number of submissions of processing fluids for PCV2. And nowadays, this is the specimen that is most submitted for this agent, for this pathogen. So it's, it represents like 30% of the submissions of these five EDLs that we have here in our program. And just to highlight what Giovanni said for these months, in this report 52, we are going to add the bonus page for the PED just to show this high activity that we have since January is increasing in February. And nowadays, we have like six states with high activity in the U.S. So it's a new, it's a new acquisition that we have for this month as well. Great, great information there, Guilherme. And thank you for helping to digest a lot of this PCV2 information, including the SDRS. And just a highlight on the influenza information that we have on our graduate students that is Danny Moraes that has been helping us with that too. But on this couple of months that you have been on under training here to, to be a really uh, staff on the SDRS, so what are you have in the pipeline? What are the upcoming things that we are planning to do in the SDRS and provide better information for the designers? Could you comment on those? Yeah, Giovanni, sure. 
we have a couple next steps that we have in the SDRS. The first one that I think is going to come first is the addition of the influenza subtype data. So we, we are processing that data in probably in the second semester right now. By August, we're going to add in the SDRS report. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be able to see which subtype is circulating more in, in state level and also in overhaul activity. And also, if it's just one strain or more than one strain in one case that we have here, counting at a, at a, sub, a submission level, of course. And another two projects that we are running here related to the SDRS, one of them is one student here of the graduate program, uh, Dr. Mafalda. So she's running some data with a model to detect some signals and signals from disease uh, using models for variables from different swine disease monitoring system to see if it's possible to aggregate this data to forecast some outbreaks and the impact of this outbreak. So the first model that she's running right now is probably going to be with PERS virus, but after that in the validation, pro we can like apply that for any disease. Mm -hmm. So that is one next step that we have. Another one is Dr. Ana Paula. She is also here in the graduate program, and she is starting to monitor in the negative cases in the SDRS that we think that is important information because we had like a, a good example in 2013 when PED, like, it start here in the U.S., we have the introduction of this virus here. So we start to have a lot of testing for TGE. Mm -hmm. So increase the number of tests, but all of them were negative. So people didn't know what, what, what was going on on the field. And maybe this is a good information to monitor. So if you are having a lot of negative cases, maybe we are having uh, emergency disease that is going on right now. So we have to investigate that more. So to have a kind of system to, to give this signal to us and said, okay, now we have to investigate more. Mm -hmm. This is a good step that we are going to work here in the SDRS and see if it's possible to, mm -hmm. to use it. And also what, is, what we are working is the regional activity of SPURS virus sequencing. Giovanni mentioned today uh, a little bit about it in some states that we are having activities of different strains and different lineages. So we are trying to work with that as well to see, okay, we have a break here in this state or in this location, but is this strain related to this one? So maybe this SDRS data going to help uh, the practitioners and, and the veterinarians to see, okay, maybe this break here is not related to this one uh, based on the, the strain that is circulating in our state. And also, I uh, would like to say thanks to the to the advisory group because most of the information that comes from the field comes from them, so we can validate what okay our data is correct, and do we have to change something? Do we have to add some information to help them? So that is really important for us, and also the audience of the SDRS because most of them like we we are receiving a lot of requests to register more people to receive the monthly report in the email. So we can see that the importance of the program for the swine industry. Those are great comments, and thank you for bringing out those projects that you have in the pipeline to be developed, Guilherme. And you close your statement with the, the collaboration. Really, it's very good to see a, a collaborative project across different videos that was developed by the swine industry to provide information back to the swine industry that could be used. Mm -hmm. And it uh, keeps expanding over time and uh, with the ability of providing these 
real-time information and rapid response to provide information to the industry about emerging or re-emerging animal health threats. So good yeah. job there. Thank you. So that was it, guys. That was a great discussion. Thanks, everyone, uh, for, for watching. Uh, the idea of today was to introduce you guys, Dr. Guilherme Cesar, and what we have been doing here uh, at the SDRS. And see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time. Thank you.